Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by America's Choice Windows, where you'll get 10 windows for just $36.80. Mary, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Good morning. You've helped us before, so I'm relying on you again. Okay. <laughs> we have a patio approximately 24 feet wide. It faces north. It is closed on three sides. We want to close it in on the on the uh, last side, making it an enclosed patio. It is part of the roof of the house. Um, it faces north. We want trying to get someone to give us an estimate on doing this, plus the windows that we want um, to put in windows that have as much glass as possible because it it faces north, like I said, but there's a lot of trees out there. So that's what we're looking for right now. Okay. Well, Trey, let me ask you a question on that, because a lot of people have rooms like that where they really want to see outside. Now, in my mind, you got a choice of going two ways. You can go with windows, go all the way floor to ceiling. You could go with sliders. Uh or you can do like I did at my house where I, I just built in a wall and put regular size windows in there. Uh, That's what we're thinking about doing, uh, having regular size windows in there and then uh, build a wall on the bottom approximately whatever, it's three feet or so, and then just have the rest of it glass with a sliding glass door. Yeah. I only went 12 inches on the bottom of mine. I wanted, oh, okay. Okay. I wanted big windows so I could could see outside as though I was sitting outside but you know I didn't want to sit out there and get hot or anything I gotta have that air conditioner working right too so right so that's yeah we just had that replaced last year so I don't know how that would be incorporated in this or we would have to put in a um, small unit out there well how big a room did you say it was again it's 24 feet we have three sections that are eight feet long okay I'll tell you, for, for a situation like that, take a look at one of those ductless systems. Okay. And Because that, that way you can control the air very well out there. But before you do that, have load calculations done in order to make sure that your new system wouldn't be able to handle it. Because it right. may be able to, depending on the air conditioning system you got. But, but, okay. but back to what you're wanting to do with the, the windows and, and such. Yeah, but you hit you hit it on the head. <clears throat> do a load calculation because maybe you don't need to do. We need to pick this up. Just uh, there we go. Maybe you don't need to do the uh, the the system. You may not system. have to do the the system right. That's right because of the way that our windows are so energy efficient. I mean, when I when I enclosed mine, I didn't. I actually haven't even run any duct work in it. By the time I opened up to the rest of the house, it's comfortable. It, it's because we we spoke about that because yeah. you were actually very surprised. Because you and I have been speaking for years about it, and you were surprised that it actually the windows performed as well as they... Yeah, one of these days I'm even going to put some insulation above that thing. I just got radiant barrier up there. Yeah. Well, so there, there's your point there, Mary. So uh, do a load calculation. Very important to do a load calculation. Now, if you've got eight-foot sections, we can put come in and put two four-foot windows in each area. Uh, maybe make them operable so they're... Right, that's ventilation. what we're looking at, yeah, for yeah. ventilation. Now, in sure. this, this the thing of it is, we do have insulation above that, except we have three skylights. It is so large out there 
the skylight, uh, when the sun comes in the summertime, it's quite hot out there. Yeah. Because it's closed in on three sides. So, well, we have to figure the, the, uh, to see what would what what it would take to cool that as well. But anyway, if, is there someone who can give us an estimate on doing this work and the windows, or do we have to have two separate contractors? No, normally you can do it with one contractor. And, you know, uh, do you guys have a, carp- well, a carpenter you work with? Well, this is what I would prefer, Mary, is let me do what I do, do it very well. Let me do the windows. So if, if Jim could give you... A contractor to do the the construction side of it then we can come and install the windows for you that would that for me lets me know that i do what i'm doing doing very well okay Okay. and and what and what part of town is the home in we live in arlington okay we live north of uh, interstate 20. gotcha okay give shelton construction a call okay 817 Okay. Four two three seven seven three zero two. That's eight one seven four two three seventy three zero two. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And the and window. You, and your number for the windows? You got it two one four. Yep. Three nine zero five five nine eight. I was watching. I was watching on the sheet here to make sure you did it right, Mary. So here's the thing: I've only have like 15 different phone numbers from my office, mm-hmm. and that's just our Dallas location. So sometimes mm-hmm. my numbers get disemboggled. <laughs> okay. So yeah, give us a call: two one four three nine zero five five nine eight. Nine eight. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I put nine one eight. eight. Nine eight. Okay. Yes, ma'am. And uh, we'll come out and uh, talk to you. And there's a lot of times, Mary, I'm in town. And so if you ask for me, I, I can even personally probably come out and talk with you because I'm in town often enough. Um, okay. And your name. Let me have your name. I'm sorry. My name is what Trey. I, Tra- Trey with okay. an A. Yes, ma'am. I got Trey it. with an A. Yes, ma'am. Gotcha. I, I appreciate really, all your help. Well, thank you so much for calling in. And- and, Jim, you helped us a long time ago when I had a crack on the kitchen floor that we kept having it repaired over and over again, and you said it was the uh, a hot water line in adjacent to the dishwasher that caused it. And that's, ah. exact, that's exactly what it was. Well, I do tend to get around and see different problems. So <laughs> He said well, we get around. <laughs> we appreciate it. That's why I'm calling you now. Well, I appreciate you calling in, Mary. You have a great weekend. Have a weekend. good day. You Bye-bye. too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ed, how can I help you today? Hey, Jim Dutton, my house's best friend. Thanks for taking my call, guy. No problem. My question, it's an AC, a central AC question. It has a comparison. In my car, if the AC system is low on Freon or oil, the compressor won't run as a safety feature. In my house, the central AC, is that the same setup? Does that operate the same? My AC, this last summer, it will fire up, works fine, but then it will shut down and cycle, and when it's time to come back on, it won't come back on. You have a system that's like three years old or newer? Uh, It's like three years, it's like 30 years old or older. 
then no. This house was built in the late 70s, and my hardware is the original equipment. Okay, then no, you don't have a system that does that. Some of the new systems will shut down like that if things start going out of balance. On an older system, on a system that old, they didn't have any of that technology yet then. Any ideas why it won't come back on? Um, It's pulling juice. You can hear it with the fans not turning, uh, the blower inside the house, everything's operational, but the outside compressor and the fan, no go. Yeah, there's a couple things that can do that. One, if you got a uh, capacitor that's going out, it'll do that. Two, if you've got a uh, need, I don't know if you've got one on it yet, a hard start kit. I because, don't know what that is. Uh, what the hard, you know, when the system is brand new, everything is lubed and, and working the way it's supposed to. The hard start kit, uh when it gets old and the parts are worn, allows it to still start without overloading the amperage on the power. And Ed, I'm gonna put you on hold. I'll come right back. And when we left, I was talking with Ed. And Ed, are you there still? Yes, sir. I'm with you, JD. All righty. Thank you, sir. We were talking about hard start kits. Yes. I don't know what that is. Well, the, what the hard start kit does is basically, when the system gets old. It's, it tries to draw too much power, and if the power is not working properly, you, you basically run into an issue getting the system started up. Uh, motors always take more energy firing off than they do when they're just sitting there running. That's the reason a generator, like you, you'll see generators, 7,000 kilowatt generator, 10,500 startup, because they know when you like hit the circular saw, or whatever you're going to run off this thing, which for a 7,000 you're going to run a lot more than that. You're going to run an AC system, but your your system works the same way. Now, a 30-year-old system more than likely already has one on it, but if it doesn't, it very well could be that's all you need to get that system working again. Okay, yeah. It, it, if it sets for an extended period of time, and I mean anywhere from a couple of hours to a day, after first firing up and running, it it will come alive. It will work. Right. But when it tries to cycle, uh, it's a no-go. It will stop on the second or third attempt. I have been able to go out. And, and, and it starts buzzing? It's buzzing, and I can hear it outside. And yep. in the past, what I've done, sometimes it works. Most of the time now it does not, but what I would do is go to the switch box, the uh, fuse box. Yep. It's not a fuse box anymore. What is it? Breaker box. Breakers, yeah. And it's right next to the system outside, and I I will shut it off right there and then slam it back closed. So, you know, turn it on. Right. In the closed position, and sometimes it will fire up, but there it's, you can hear it training to start up. Okay. I got an idea. You probably need two things then. You need that hard start kit and the the electric line that comes down to that outside unit is called a whip. And at the end of that is the quick disconnect. And I'll, it sounds like your disconnect could have a problem as well. When you say the quick disconnect, are you referring to the breaker box? The, the one that's right there dedicated to the unit, yeah. 
correct. Yeah, I think it's a code issue. You have to have one within three feet of the box or the pole or whatever it is. Yep. So you're thinking maybe there's something... There could be something with that electrical connection in the yeah, box. Yeah, if that, if that thing's wearing out, and in the heat we've been having, that becomes an issue. Uh, that It sounds like that's probably all it is. And if that's the case, you're only talking like 150 bucks. You're not talking a lot of money. Well, I keep hearing horror stories about technicians coming out, and if you're not their shadow while they're doing whatever they're doing or supposedly doing, um, you could have more problems than you actually have, if that makes sense. It does. There's. Uh, let me let me see if I can put this undelicately. There's a lot of crooked contractors <laughs> out there. <laughs> I appreciate your help with that. <laughs> and uh, you know, and really, that's what it comes down to: is you got to have one that you can trust is going to do the work that needs to be done and not a bunch of stuff that doesn't. And, and quite frankly, you're going to have a bigger issue because virtually anybody who comes out and looks at your system because it's 30 years old, yeah, they're, they're going to tell you it's got to be replaced. Oh, this thing's not worth it. No, man, have them check it first and then tell you if it needs to be replaced. Well, that's uh, my fear. You, you've hit the point right. You've hit the nail on the head right there. Yeah. And that's and, my fear. And honestly, at 30, and I, I didn't replace the one at my house till it was 30 years old as well. Of course, I had just bought the house six months earlier. But uh, honest to goodness, when you replace that system, you're going to be shocked at how much your electric bill is going to drop when the time comes. Oh, I'm sure I will, J.D., but, but then it comes down to mathematics. Oh, how yeah. How many years will it take to recoup the yep. cost of the system? Yep. And, again, that's something that I, I don't know. Um, who would you recommend, if well, anyone? And I, uh, I already know the answer to that. Well, I, I recommend Advent Air, and that's who I use at my own house, in fact. Uh, even though I own an air conditioning company in the Houston area, I don't bring my guys up to do my own work because Advent does such a great job. I just I use them for my own house. Even they they even sorry, service my office in Dallas. Well, I'm up in North Texas, and to me, being upward, just below the Oklahoma border, uh, with you know, there on the Red River, yeah, uh, Dallas is not North Texas, and I don't care what the news says. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the true North Texas. Will Advent Air, do you know, come out? The, they're time? out of they're out of Louisville, and I don't believe that they'll come all the way up there. But he does have a network of guys that he knows and trusts that he oh, can refer super. to you. That's super. When you call over there, ask for Dan Lysing. I'm sorry, first name Dan? Dan, yeah, D-A-N. Okay, and the last name again? Lysing. And Lysing? I believe it's uh, Lysing, L-I-E-S-I-N-G. Oh, Lysing, okay. I wasn't even close. All right, that sounds great. And uh, uh, let me give you his number. It's 972-921-4373. And if I mention your name, he'll give me a $1,000 discount? Oh, you, you know it. <laughs> Just take it to <laughs> the I bank. If I mention your name, will he charge <laughs> me more? 
Probably, but that's okay. No, he, nah, he'll, he'll, he'll take good care of you. All right. Hey, J.D., you've been a great help. I appreciate, I appreciate you taking my call. And, uh, again, I've got so many problems with this house, I'm sure I'll be calling you again and bugging you. Well, I appreciate the call because if nobody calls, I, it gets real slow doing this show, i got to tell you. <laughs> I love your show, buddy. I bet you never heard that before. Hey, thanks again, <laughs> J.D. We'll talk again another day. All right. Take care, Ed. Bye now. Ed, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? Uh, got a question. Uh, got an air conditioner that's about uh, 24, 25 years old. Uh, when it was put in, it was a three and a half ton. Now, we've got a service company that comes out uh, twice a year, once in the summer, or once in the spring and once in the fall, you know, to check the heating and the air conditioning. Uh-huh. We had we had a new uh, heating unit put in because the one that they took out was uh, fetters that had been in since the house was built, and they just did that a couple years ago. But the uh, air conditioner, they said that we actually only need a three-ton for the size of the house we have, but I was also wondering about it. I'm not sure what cooling it uses, but have they gone to a new refrigerant? Yeah, your old it, system had Freon in it. Now they're uh, using R410A. R410A, so eventually you're going to have to switch over, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Now, when you get a new outside unit, uh, that is when you're going to be switched over. Right. Because you, you're not able to get the old, the old ones any longer. Right. Now, they don't have to change anything out other than the uh, compressor, right, and then the coolant that goes into it? Well, yeah. Technically, you're supposed to change out the inside unit as well. But what they have found is if the old unit is, if the old coolant is cleaned out of the unit very well, that most of the coils will handle the new coolant better than they thought it would. So in many yeah. cases, you're not having to replace it. But that's yeah, something you have to, it, 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 it all depends on the coils that you have in place. And what size yep. unit you need, and for that they have to run that manual or you know the load calculations and and uh, calculate it all out. Yeah, I think the coils they're uh, new. They're probably about ten years old. They were probably, they were put in because the older coils are, were uh, you know just getting bad. Yeah, if and you got ten-year-old coils and you're getting ready to have to replace the outside unit, you can figure on replacing everything. Oh, if if your coils were only say two years old, I would, or three, I would say nah. You can probably just change this stuff out. But if it's already ten years old, don't mix and match the stuff. Uh, I, I would go with all new equipment. The 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 warranty that you're going to have, the the problem-free time period. And the energy efficiency of it will be just be so much better. How much do, does a three-ton unit usually run off ballpark? Uh, usually about three times the cost of the original house. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> the original cost of the house was only uh, 2500 Oh, man. And realistically, yeah. you can get a three-ton sometimes for that kind of money. Because it was a... Uh, 1360, 1365 on the house size. Yeah. Well, on a three-ton, now realistically, on a three-ton, 
Uh, it'll it obviously it depends on what they got to do to put it in and if they got to do duct work and stuff like that. Uh, you're probably going to be somewhere in the six thousand to nine thousand range. Okay, yeah, because we've had new duct work put in the house. That's so you're going to be done. on the lower side. Yeah. Okay. All right, thank you, sir. You bet, Ed. Take care. And, you know, there's more that goes into it than just the cost of the unit. The installation is a huge factor because if a unit's not put in right, let me tell you, it will never work right, and you will fight that forever until until it's either taken out and totally redone or uh, you put in another new unit. It, you've got to make sure don't you're not it on a car for instance when you buy a car it comes off an assembly line just like an air conditioner does but when it gets delivered to you no mechanics have had to put that car together it was all done on the assembly line when you buy an AC unit yes it was assembled on the line but how it's installed makes a huge difference on how it operates and how well it's going to last. Make sure you hire the right company to do your install. Doug, this is Jim. How can I help you? Jim, good afternoon. Uh, uh, glad you're on that on this afternoon. Thank you. Uh, I was uh, trying to. I was pulling the uh, kitchen faucet off. It's it's one of those single handle kinds. Yeah. And uh, the the connection between the tubes coming off the bottom of the fixture. And going to the shutoff valves was copper tube. Right. And uh, uh, to make a long story short, I think I'm going to be replacing the the uh, uh, faucet fixture. And I'm wondering when you go back with that, is it is it preferred to use copper between the shutoff valve and the fixture connections? I'll tell you what. I got to put you on break real quick. We got to take a real quick break, and I'll be right back to you on that. Doug, are you there still? I'm here. Okay. We were just getting into the middle of the conversation. I got to be honest; I forgot what we were talking about. I need a refresher. Okay. Uh, uh, when connecting the shutoff valves to oh, the, yeah. okay. uh, on a kitchen faucet, the uh, you know little tubes that, that come down for the interconnect. Yes. Is, is it preferred? What I had in there was copper, and uh, one of them got a little boogered up in the in the removal. Yeah. And, and I saw something. You know, I'm familiar with compression fittings, but the the connection that went from the uh, copper tube to the uh, connector coming off the fixture, uh, it had some kind of a, like cylindrical black gasket in there. It's kind of destroyed, so it's hard to tell what it was. It was like a it was like a flared connection with a yeah. gasket behind it. Yeah, and and it's just it's typically just like a little O-ring type gasket to 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 seal stuff up. Okay. Uh, but let me ask you, are, are you, uh, the copper tubes you're talking about, did it hook to the bottom of the faucet or was it part of the faucet? I'm going to say it, it, it was something that, that was done on the installation because it's... It, it runs it, all the way down to the shutoff valve? Well, you, you know, you, you pull, well, I haven't got the fixture out yet because I'm going to have to really bend on those, those copper tubes. I don't know when... Uh, you know, I've never installed one of these. There's, there's okay. a threaded, a male threaded uh, fitting on the bottom of the tubes that come out of the fixture. Right. Uh, are those like 
like permanently attached to that? Well, uh, how old a how old a house is it? Uh, ninety-two. Okay. Uh, typically, in ninety-two, they they were using the same type of faucets that they do now. If Coming off the bottom is a looks like it's about three quarters to one inch yep. diameter, and then you would have it where it chokes down for a tube or the copper pipe or whatever to attach to it. Mm -hmm. So in order to remove that fixture, you would have to take those off first. Then what you'll find is up higher is a nut that's typically made out of plastic that uh, tightens down on the sink itself. And so you would take that nut off, and then the faucet would just come straight out. Well, there'll be one on both hot and cold side. Yeah, th this is a Kohler fixture, and there's there's three copper tubes coming out of the central where the where the valving is. Okay. That, that's permanently attached up in there. Yep. Okay. So on those, it's going to have the fitting down at the bottom. Yeah. And you can either attach another copper tube to take it down to the cutoff valve. Yeah. Or uh, I like to use the braided uh, flexible tubes myself because they're so much easier to put in. And, and that's okay for, for that application, especially yes, sir. on the hot water side? Yes. Yeah, that would be a whole lot easier to put in. It is a whole lot easier. Now, I will tell you that those copper tubes that are used, they have a lot of flexibility to them. And then if you are talking about taking that faucet out, all you got to do is after you've removed all the, the base pipes off of them yeah literally just grab them and squeeze them together and they'll come out that hole in the middle well what what i noticed jim is when i tried to do that uh-huh the the big nuts that that take a seven eighths inch you know cross flats uh, yeah seven eighths across flats when you squeeze those all together the those it's two huge. big nuts aren't staggered enough to come out come out the hole all at once that's why I was they're wondering. not they're not but you can slide those up so it's one uh one higher than the other. Oh, so those nuts are not like sweated onto that copper tube. Not typically. Typically, the the tube is somewhat. It has that flare on the bottom, so those oh. things will slide up and down. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Well, I I appreciate that. Like I said, I kind of kind of got in over my head a little bit. Oh no. And uh, you know, without without knowing exactly what uh, uh, what. Uh, which way to go on that, and I was listening to you on the radio, and I figured, well, heck, I'll give you a call. Yeah. Now, you, what you should find is that, that, you know, if that thing swivels, it'll slide up for you. Sometimes okay. the pipes get a little bulge in them, or, you know, when they've been bent and stuff, they'll get a little wider oblong-type shape, egg shape. Mm -hmm. And so it's a little more difficult to slide that nut up, but that's, that's how it was originally put in there. And when you buy a new one, obviously I haven't gone that step yet. Uh, the the copper tubes coming down, they'll already be flared and have a have a fitting on there. Yes, uh, most new faucets though don't have that copper tube down anymore. Oh. Most of them, like I said, just you have the uh, an, an end for the hot and cold side, and then the, there would be a mixer valve in there if you if it's going to use the sprayer for it to attach to. Yeah, but, that, yeah uh, it's, got a it, it's pretty self-explanatory when you get them. Lamar, this is Jim. How can I help you? I'm having my house repainted, and it's half of it's brick and half of it's wood. And we're going to paint all the brick and wood the same color. Okay. Somebody said I needed to prime the brick before it, it's painted. That is correct. 
Okay. They make they make a special primer that you'll want to put on there for masonry, so that your paint uh, holds up better. Otherwise, you're gonna be facing it peeling off in no time. Okay, but don't have to prime the wood. Well, it depends. If it's bare wood, you you do. But if it's been well, painted well, no, before, it's no. Painted wood. Yeah. Now it's not just a regular primer though that you're gonna put on that brick. You got to get the, the the primer for doing doing you know, the brick and mortar. Okay, okay. Because we were fixing to paint the brick without putting a primer on it. Somebody said, oh, you better check into it. Yep, yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that. All right, thank you much. You bet. Take care. Yeah, the last thing you need to do is an extensive paint job like that and have it start peeling off because you didn't prep first. Everything's in the prep work. If you don't do the prep right, the project doesn't come out right. Nathan, this is Jim. How can I help you? Um, Jim, at my house that I purchased, uh, I have, on the uh, second floor, I have a balcony coming up, out from one of the rooms, and um, there's a deck. Uh, you know, it's just like normal decking material, but underneath that uh, area, they also have, like, some nice rock and everything in there. So, I mean, it could be like a patio for itself, but obviously it's going to be leaking through the deck. How could I prevent that from leaking so I could probably, like, grill there or something else? Because I'd rather not do it on the wraparound porch and more on this patio area so that the smell doesn't get into the house as much. Well, you got one of two ways. You're either going to have to put something on top of the deck, you know, which is going to be a solid, not just deck boards like that. Or you put something that's a little more elaborate on the bottom side so the water goes through the deck gets into this system and then drains out to the end uh, so it really depends on the look you're going for is there anything on this the bottom of the deck when you look up from underneath no you just see the two by sixes okay so really what you could do is put a a membrane against the two by sixes and then put a siding like uh, James Hardy makes some 4 by 8 sheets, or you could use a wood siding. It doesn't matter up there. The deck should already have a slope on it. And by putting that material up there, leave the ends with some openings for the water to come out uh, if you don't want to change the deck boards on top. The better way is to go ahead and change the deck boards on top. Uh, and if I was looking at it, because I'm seriously considering doing one at my house I would take the deck boards off put a uh, membrane down maybe a plywood or something like that to pour concrete on top of it the concrete only needs to be two inches thick and you can use a lightweight concrete all the water runs off of that you don't have to worry about anything you got the membrane underneath for any water that penetrates through concrete because it's porous and again, it's on a slope, so it should come out the ends. And that would be the most permanent and best way to avoid having wood rot later. Okay, and then after I, uh, I guess uh, that the concrete, once I put it on top of my membrane, is that something that, you know, that's fairly easy? Is there some type of, I know, I know it's not going to be quick creep, but something, you know, to that effect? that I could do myself, or is that something I would need oh, to yeah, bring somebody as, out for? As long as you know how to finish concrete, there's no oh, reason okay. you can't do it yourself. Because it's regular and, concrete, it's just it's just a lightweight concrete is all. 
Okay, and then um, as it runs towards the end, so it just doesn't pour off in like a large waterfall, I can obviously put some type of, you know, guttering system or something and have it run off. Yep. Okay, well, uh, Jim, I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. You Take right. care. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.